There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin. What's up, folks? Welcome in. It is Thursday, June 1st. The NBA Finals are finally here. Yeah! And Hardwood Handicappers is here to get you ready for Game 1 and for the series between the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. Kelly Bidlin, you hear shouting in the background. Jonathan Von Tobel as well. Steven on the ones and twos, or like the ones zeros and, and the ones, because lots of binary and technical work has to be done in the background. Um, all right, I'm going to just all open with this. You said you were coming in hot today. What's what's going on? You just excited or what's happening? Uh, I mean, I'm really pumped. For, I'm really pumped for the game, but I, I am I'm, I'm coming a little steamed about about something. Okay. Okay. I feel like the Miami Heat. This run has already turned into revisionist history. Okay. It's it's. I haven't heard. I don't know that I've heard a single person that I respect or on the, or on, or in media of any kind say that they're actually like the heat to win this series. Right. Yet I've been hearing for weeks and weeks and weeks about yeah. how they weren't surprised at all about the heat yeah. winning these other series. So I like, it's not, this isn't that anybody in particular. It's just like, uh, right. I'm just sitting here with my own thoughts of like, I've been crapped on for weeks and weeks and weeks about picking against this team because all oh, from this whole collective, I should have seen this coming with this group from the Miami Heat because they were the, the one seed last Heat year. culture and Jimmy Butler and, and, and Spo, which I respect all that. And but now that we get to the finals, nobody wants to. Nobody was pulling for them at all. Nobody right. has the stones to get up there and say I'm standing by what I've said for weeks, and that this team has something that we can't quantify. So I'm going to pick the Miami Heat to win it. Right. I'm just all mad right. at the world right now. I'm not mad at anybody, but you know what I mean, JVT. How, no, how many, of course. How many people have you heard? How many spots have you done? How, how, I mean, have you heard anybody you respect say they were betting the Miami Heat? Absolutely not. None. Not, not a single person. Nobody. Not a single person. It kind of makes me root for the Heat now. You know what's funny? Even so today, uh, and forgive my muted tone, my wife and my child are sleeping next door. It must be nice to take daytime naps. I have no idea what that's like. I um, love my wife. Um, but like I was um, like Matt Eumanns, who was very heavy on the Heat, is not on them. And like looking around and like kind of like kind of testing the narrative. The other part about this that has kind of irritated me too, to your point is now all of a sudden the path for the Denver nuggets has been the easiest one we've seen in a long time. Right. Yes. I saw that the other day where it was like, you know, there's the stat, uh, Mike Adams tweeted it out. Like if you, you know, add add up the seeds, right. Yeah. Yeah. Nifty stat, but like, you're going on like, like ESPN, ESPN, which had a panel. If you remember two months before the NBA postseason started when the Lakers were the 12 seed, and all of them picked the Lakers to beat the Denver Nuggets in the postseason. 
Now, all of a sudden, a vast majority of those people that were talking about the Lakers to win the Western Conference, oh. kind of like we're talking about here. Nuggets are the greatest franchise ever. Right. All of a sudden, the path is the easiest in the NBA. Uh, this, By the way, the same path that included the Phoenix Suns, who were favored to win the Western Conference, and that many also picked to beat the Denver Nuggets. So kind of to your point, like we're here now, and all of a sudden, it's like, it's like first off, let's discount the path for the Denver Nuggets. Second off, all of that bluster about the Miami Heat out the window because like the Nuggets are just so like it's like I can't I can't keep up with it. I can't keep up with it. And that, that's where I don't like I think we are, it's just me and you are too close to the like day-to-day well, NBA betting. I mean, we but, do this game in, game out. I just think these are people that just tune in for the playoffs. Yeah, but, but, and, but here's like, the thing. Say what you will about us, Kelly. And I actually, somebody tweeted me and this it like complimented me on it. Mm. Say what you will. We're consistent. You know what yeah. I mean? You might be wrong. I'd like to or, think. We're, con- we're consistent <laughs> in our thoughts. You that's know what really, I mean? That's, that's where my brain is getting angry over this, right? Yeah. Where it's like, hey, man, I've lost money because of the heat. I have admitted this. I have talked about it for hours. And I don't know. We've just, just some people are so, it, it's just. Nobody's saying anything like that now, but it's like, man, after all the all the wins or all the Bucks losses and the Celtics losses, it's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, there's just you could have seen it coming. You should have seen it coming. It's like, well, where all you where all you people now? Right before yeah. this is about to start, where yet? Well, and let's let's expand this out further. You and I were actually texting a little bit about this the other day, which was everybody wanted to dunk on Vegas, right? Everybody wanted to dunk on Vegas because they couldn't, to use Bomani Jones' term, uh, they couldn't conceptualize what the Miami Heat or the Boston Celtics were doing in that series. You know, the mm-hmm. Vegas market, you know, had to, didn't adjust enough, and blah, 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 blah. Well, here you are again. The uh, The other team is a $4 favorite, minus sure. 425 now. It's moved 85 cents from the opening price. Where's all the bluster? It's set up for you again, John. Right, right, like we were texting that. It's yeah. easy money to be had. Three to where, one on the Heat. Let's go. Go get where's it. The, where's the Duncan on Vegas? Where's the? <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. Where? Like I, I agree with you. No, I agree. It, it has gotten somewhat quiet now that we've gotten here. And it, it, it just. I think I'm. I think I'm mostly irritated about. It. I'm going to be a selfish little toddler for a second. Okay. I'm, ma- ma- I'm mainly irritated about it because I know me and you. Yes, of course, are on the Denver side of this. But like. It's just one of those for all the losses we've taken this postseason that that we've gotten that I've gotten crapped. I'm not even going to speak for you because it's been way more me than you that that I've gotten crapped on for. We ain't going to get any credit if the Denver Nuggets win this. You know oh, what I mean? Like, dude, Bill, just... <laughs> I, like I, I, my thoughts. Sometimes I think, and I don't remember if I say it out loud. Like Bill in the newsletter this morning. You know, so he previews like you know in in the newsletter puts like all the different articles. So the headliner was you know the NBA Finals and like hey you can find JVT's. Bill actually had something nice to say about it. Not that he never says anything nice, but it was like you can find his you know nuanced and you know well written analytics argument on the NBA Finals here. And then like beneath that he puts this line where I was like huh I don't know if I like that. And it was like JVT is echoing the sentiments of many Visa experts saying minus one and a half. And I'm like you mother <laughs> <laughs> like. First off, I saw that. I yeah, saw you know that what I mean. Morning, I saw that. Like, first off, I've been, I've been here. You know? <laughs> exactly, though. That's that's the point. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Oh, uh, all right, man. so we have game one tonight. We're gonna get to the actual game. I, I you know, I want to do. I kind of we've been doing this throughout the postseason when we do our previews and whatnot. But once I get done with my written work, which is a little bit more nuts and boltsy when it comes to some of the finals, there are little things that I've dug up that I, I always like to throw at you that we maybe didn't get to talk about the first time around when it came to the series. So I wanted to throw a couple of things at you um, before we get into the game tonight. And the first of which is something that I'll give myself credit for. It's We don't know if it's going to cash or not. 
but at the very least have nailed this and straight out of the park because the number has moved since I've written about this thing. Um, in the NBA Finals piece, one of the props for the series that I recommended playing was Michael Porter Jr. to lead the series in three-point makes. And I think we talked a little bit about this in the preview on Tuesday. But yeah. Kelly, since we've talked about that, and since I've written about it, it was plus 380. It is now down to plus 275, I think. Whew. Is now the only, I'll get it for you right now. I did not catch that move. That yep, much. plus 275. So it has moved over a dollar <laughs> in the range of Michael Porter Jr. And I, I think it just makes all the sense in the world that if if the the blueprint, if the objective is going to be get Jamal Murray out of this game and out of this yeah. series, the trickle-down effect, especially if you're going to be facing a lot of zone, is some of these knockdown shooters, and especially Michael Porter Jr., who more than likely is going to have a six foot five dude on him, and right. Caleb Martin or Max Struess, like he's going to be able to feast, I think, in this matchup quite a bit, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I bet the, yeah, we talked a little bit about that on Tuesday. And look, for anybody who wants to see, hey, if you want to see me and JVT and actually see us on a set talk to uh, basketball, mm -hmm. head over to vcin.com and check that Not out. Not the greatest visual. I, I wasn't feeling good <laughs> that day. Um, but yeah, you did talk about that there. I played Michael Porter over two and a half threes made tonight. It's like minus 145, minus 150. I don't really care. Uh, I like it. I think you're spot on. Um, Drew Dinzik was on with us on a numbers game this morning. Uh, and we both kind of brought this up like in different ways, but like it's a lot of times you're going to hear hopefully some intelligent NBA talk from me at JVT. I don't, I've got a really simplistic uh, handicap for this one. Yeah. It's a six foot 11 guy shooting over a six foot five. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, JVT, like it's going to be whoever's the heat just aren't, they aren't, they don't have the length to contend with a guy like that. When he, especially when you're talking about the third option, they've got so much to worry about with Jokic and Murray that like, no, you're not going to be able to spend the defensive resources guarding Michael Porter that you would ideally like to, to stop mm -hmm. him from what he's going to be able to do. So yeah, it's going to come down to him making those shots, obviously, but he's going to, I think he's going to get plenty of opportunities. Um, I, I don't, obviously I don't hate your bet because I bet the over for the game tonight on him. Um, I'll, I'll just real quickly, I'll bring up uh, what Drew brought up this morning where he, he likes Denver. He likes Denver possibly to sweep. He's, he said he kind of liked the Michael Porter Jr. to lead the series in scoring prop to throw a few bucks on because if it only goes four games or something like that, he was like his outlier three-point shooting could be enough to put him over the top. I think I've got a harder time getting there to that bet. I think you'd really yeah. have to talk about a sweep. Like it would have to be a sweep, and obviously he'd have to have some big games. But, you know, just wanted to throw that out there. I think it's similar similar thinking at least to where we're at. I also think, you know, the, the only thing that I have there, and also because, you know, I bet Jokic to lead the series in scoring. I because like I, that bet too. You know what I mean? Because I think of the blueprint, right? And the blueprint would be Bam Adebayo and guarding Jokic, allowing him to get his because you want to shut everybody else down. Like that, that leads to some high scoring affairs for Jokic. Like that would be pretty tough. And like you said, there's such a tight set of parameters for that thing to happen. And, and not only including, Kelly, everything you mentioned, and also, Porter's got to hit his shots over the course right. of four. Still got to like hit the that's, shots. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a really big thing that that might not work in his favor. But I mean, I can understand the path that you get there at the very least when it comes to MPJ doing it. What were the odds? I, do you remember? I still, I still think uh, I'm looking it up right now. Thirty to one. And he and he brought up like he. I think he bet it at like forty, fifty to one, something like that. Yeah. Um, I think thirty is probably a little too short for me. I'm with you though. I, as far as we're talking series props. That I I think Jokic just flat out to lead the series and scoring scoring is my favorite one. The one now that I'm looking at this, the one guy who's been taking money here is Jimmy Butler. 
So I I guess there is there's support in that market for him at least. Yeah, see, I think so. Here's the thing, and I I actually understand how you would get there. And this is I wrote a little bit about this um, in, in the article, which is just that you know let, let's revisit Miami for a certain for first two seconds. In that, and we'll kind of bring in our stubbornness of how we viewed the Miami Heat because the more I wrote and looked into this for Miami the more I feel like, you know what? No, I, 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 I am going to dig my heels in on this. What Miami has done in this postseason is not sustainable, and it's an outlier performance. And you look at the different ways that they have done it. Again, we will reiterate, the Milwaukee Bucks series, 47.2% from three-point range, 52% on contested threes, two ridiculous and unsustainable performance numbers over the course of five, six games. You can maybe do it, and they did it, Okay. Then, of course, we know what happens in the Knicks series. Shoots 30.5% from three for the series. It's like a brick fest. They look terrible. Then you go to, to the yeah, Celtics series. the Knicks series. were just worse. Yep. Yep. And they go to the Celtics series. Kelly, again, I don't know if you saw this stat. The 58% they shot on wide open looks it's is insane. the highest mark we've seen in a playoff series in the last 10 years. Yep. And, and so for anybody to come at, like, out of the woodwork and be like, you should have known. Like, no. If you look at what Miami has done in two of the three series that they won, they have had remarkable, insane, ridiculous shot making to the point where you cannot trust that that is going to continue to play out. And I'll take it a step further. One of the things I dug up when researching this for the article, Denver of the teams that I, I use the I use the qualifier of the teams that played multiple playoff series because mm -hmm. like the Clippers were up there yeah. and I think yeah. there was one other team uh, that got eliminated in the first round. But of the teams that played multiple playoff series, the Nuggets have allowed the fewest rate of wide open three point attempts of any team in the postseason. So if like if we're looking at it, a sound defensive team that's pretty good at not messing up and giving up wide open looks against a team that has had multiple outlier shooting performances, it's insanity. So I'm I'm doing this to bring up a point because I'm going to get it back to Jimmy Butler in terms of scoring. I, I think this path connects. Well, and I'll throw out something real quick, real quick, yeah. real quick. It's the other side of this coin too. Is this is always one of the most difficult things, I think, for us to handicap when we're handicapping NBA on a daily basis. But, um, you know, throughout the playoffs, they, they, their opponents have only shot 32% from three. Mm -hmm. The Miami, right. right? So are they holding them to 32 or are, they, you know, are the opponent missing shots, right? It's mm -hmm. usually a combination of both. But that's yep. just to put in context for those outlier amazing shooting performances by the Miami Heat combined shooting percentage of all their opponents is not great. So so let's and, and so let's bring this back to Jimmy Butler, which is if that shooting starts to regress, if Caleb Martin, who shot forty five percent from three or whatever it was in the series against Boston, Gabe Vincent, who shot forty two forty three percent from three in the series against Boston, if these guys aren't hitting their three point makes, well then all of a sudden you're looking around and going, okay, where are we getting our offense from? And all of a sudden your offense then just devolves into Jimmy Butler. Hunt Jamal Murray, hunt Michael Porter, get to the line and do as much as you possibly can on your own. So I think that's the path in which Jimmy Butler leads the series in scoring. It's that the three point shots stop falling and it's like, dear Lord, Jimmy, save us. Yeah. You have to do everything possible for us. And I think that's where you get to Jimmy Butler leading the series in scoring. But still, even if he leads the series in scoring, I would make the argument, Kelly, if you're betting Jimmy Butler to lead the series in scoring, that's not good for the Miami Heat. Because that means he's having to do way, way more than he possibly should. And I'm saying, look, I think he did lead the series in scoring against in Boston. We'll have to double check on that. It's not perfectly correlated. But I'm just saying the higher the workload offensively for Jimmy Butler, 
the lower the probability, I think, for Miami to win this series, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Um, I, the other side of that is we, we've talked about this before, but okay, if Jimmy's going to be doing uh, all, you know, if he's going to be doing all that uh, offensively, right? Does it take away from what what he's going to be doing defensively then, right? And that's going to mm-hmm. be a major problem up against an opponent like this. Um, I understand though. I, I guess I, I am sitting here. I'm trying to think of like, do I think like I think the uh, of the players available who could possibly hit that mark while their team loses still. It's it's probably only Jimmy Butler, right? Like I know I don't I don't see a foresee a world right. where Nicole Jokic or Jamal Murray becomes the series leading scorer and they le- lose the series. Really quick, Jason Tatum had 177 total points, four more than Jimmy Butler, uh, and then actually Caleb Martin was third in scoring at 135. Very, I would say, very valuable in a series. Can very we uh, w- w- can we talk about that for a second? Heat starting lineup tonight is what? What do you think it's going to be? Like, is it the oh. same five we saw in game seven against Boston? Or is Kevin Love back in the starting lineup tonight? So I think Kevin Love's an interesting thing because you can make He's got to play, right? Well, well, I think he's got to play. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you do because the only thing is here. So the argument for starting Kevin Love or bringing him back into the fold is you're doing the Lakers strategy, which is we're going to put Bam Adebayo on Aaron Gordon and we're going to put Kevin Love on Nikola Jokic and we're going to allow Bam Adebayo to come in and help defensively against Nikola Jokic, right? Well, what the Lakers are doing with Rui Hachimura, you know, putting Hachimura on Nikola Jokic and allowing Anthony Davis to come in and help. The problem is, and Zach Lowe brought this up on his podcast that I was listening to earlier today, the problem is that Bama DeBio is not the health defender with the length that Anthony Davis has. Sure. He's not the shot-blocking threat that Anthony Davis is if he's swooping in as like a free safety, essentially. Even a Robert Williams. I mean, yeah, we exactly. kind of saw the same thing with them, yep. right? And, well, and that's what the Celtics do with Robert Williams. They put him off yep. ball and they allow him to come crashing in and help because he's got the length, he's got the shot blocking tenacity, and, and Bam Adebayo doesn't do that. So you can try to do that, but it, it just puts you in a position where, again, and we saw Michael Malone do this, and I wrote about this in, in the finals preview uh, yesterday, in, which is why I think you know the gap between Michael Malone and Eric Spolster is a lot closer than people think it is because what did Michael Malone do in the Western Conference Finals? He was like, all right, well, if you're going to put Anthony Davis off ball essentially defensively and allow him to roam and help we're going to take his guy and we're going to put him on the opposite side of the court and we're going to take Jokic and we're going to put him on the opposite side of the court so all of a sudden the help defense you're bringing is like Dennis Schroeder instead of Anthony Davis who's all the way on the other end of the floor who can't come in and help like I think there's just such an easy way to counter that where all of a sudden if you do that you're going to have these possessions where it's Kevin Love getting backed down by Nikola Jokic and you're like holy crap like what are we going to do because he's going to get absolutely annihilated no, he is. Um, and I think that I, I'm asking that question just because I'm curious. Like, I, I, I think don't you're think right. I, it's a good question to ask. I think you have to. I don't I, actually I don't know what I don't, I don't think they have to do anything. I, I would like to see Caleb Martin in the starting lineup. But, man, I think there is. I'm just going to warn that I think you should be a little bit more hesitant. Like I was one of the guys betting over on Caleb Martin's in game six, game seven on his points. I'm not mm-hmm. touching anything with that tonight. I think people are too excited to go back to Caleb Martin and, and it's look this is you you say it better than anybody new series new matchups and this is a very different team that the Miami Heat are going to be playing and the only reason I bring up the question at all about Kevin Love JVT is I just think they're going to flat out need the size like so at a point in this series and I don't know if it's in game one tonight but it's just I think the size is going to overwhelm the Miami Heat oh, and dude. it's just I think Kevin Love's going to have to play just because of that so to your overall point here, starting lineup for the Miami Heat in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals was 
Six foot three, Gabe Vincent. Six foot five, Max Struess. Six foot five, Caleb Martin. Six seven, Jimmy Butler, and six nine, Bam Adebayo. For the Denver Nuggets, if you're talking about their starting lineup uh, that you're going to be facing, I want to double, I want to double check that I have this in terms of uh, accuracy. It is going to be uh, six foot four, Jamal Murray. It is going to be six foot. Uh, how tall are you? Six nine, Aaron Gordon. Six ten, Michael Porter Jr. Six ten, or excuse me, six eleven. Uh, Nikola Jokic, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, and I think Contavious Caldwell Pope is what six six, yeah, six five. Like that's that's a huge that's size huge. advantage at yes. every single position. And essentially, you know, you're a couple inches off, but essentially three seven footers in the front court mm-hmm. against a front court of six nine, six seven, and six five, that like you're going to get destroyed on the glass. I, that's where I, that's where I'm just bringing it up because I think it's the I I think he's going to have to play Kevin Love. He's going to have to play. They're going to have to play him a fair a fair amount just because of. Like you have to prevent the Michael Porter Juniors of the world from snatching like nine rebounds a game. You know what I mean? Like this, the, just the rebounding differential might get out of control. When and I just keep saying, like you know, even Jokic did it to Anthony Davis a couple of times. He's he's long enough where he wasn't even leaving his feet for some rebounds. He's like just snatching right. them out of yes. the air over guys. Yep. And so, like Max Struess, congrats on boxing out as hard as you can. Like I'm it doesn't matter. five yeah. inches taller than you. And my arms, once I extend them, I'm like I'm like a full <laughs> foot taller than you, and I'm gonna be able to grab whatever I want. So I look, I don't think it's wrong to ask that question. But again, it goes back to what we're talking about here for the series as a whole. There's so many things that you can look at in this series, and I would say, to be honest with you, there's only one category in which I think the Miami Heat have a true and distinct advantage, and that would be head coaching. And I don't even think that gap is that big. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could say defense, but I, I think that Denver matches up so well with what they want to do defensively that I think that matchup becomes a wash. I think so, too. Yeah, I, I would give a slight defensive edge to the Miami Heat, but I, 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 I agree. I don't think this is not a good this is not a good match. Uh, it's not a great matchup for them. Nope. I, I mean, Boston is a Boston is a better matchup yep. than what this Denver team is. Um, and having to contain what what, the, what Jokic is going to do, and, and no, I think that you're uh, you're right. I don't expect to see Bam play off Jokic. I do think we're going to see a lot of that Jokic Bam matchup a lot. And you know, just for this is from Harrison Wind uh, on Twitter, Jokic over so four and over the past two years, Denver is yep. against uh, Miami Heat. Jokic when defended by Bam, seventeen for twenty seven from the field, sixty three percent, and he's sixty eight percent against all the other Heat defenders over yep. that time, too, from the field. So I, it is, I know it's a really small sample size. I don't want to read way too much into that. Uh, but, man, it, it's going to be – I feel like this game one is just going to be so much of them it, – it's figuring out how to deal with Jokic and Murray and what are you more effective trying to slow down or eliminate, right? Like you and I have talked about, it's, it's – is it – you, you know, do you just kind of let Jokic do his thing and make sure that you're not letting other guys get wide open shots and, mm-hmm. you know, may, and, cl- and clapping down on your uh, on Murray a little bit more than maybe you would? Um, I think it's probably a little bit that way, too. And I, I think that's probably what they're going to concentrate more on, because I, I think it's just kind of I think it's a futile effort to be trying to throw to come up with anything too creative on how to slow down Nikola Jokic. Right. Yep. I, it's just you're going to almost have to live what he, with what he's going to be able to do. All right, so with that, let's let's take a break here. On the other side, let's talk about game one, uh, where we're at right now, line-wise, where we think it's going to end up. Uh, I got a couple of player prop angles that tie into the big picture when it comes to the NBA Finals as well. And uh, I got to tell you, I mean, there's one aspect of this first game, Kelly, 
I have absolutely no idea what to do with that I hope you do because I've had no clue on how I want to handle it. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so do you want to go over the game or do you want to pay off the tease first? Do you want to... Pay off the tease, buddy. Okay. I think I, I think I know where you're going here only because there's one thing in this year, this game I have no idea what to do with. Okay, so I think we're in, I think we're probably in the right. You tell me over, you tell me under, and I'll believe no it. No freaking clue. Yep, I, I that's no idea. exactly me It's too, so man. weird. Like when I saw the total of 219, it was just like something in my brain snapped in half, and I was just like, you know, I honestly don't have any indication uh, so, as to what this is going to be. Um, I think it was Gil, or somebody pressed me more on this because I ga- kind of gave the answer of, I'm like, I have no feel for this total. Kind of yeah. pressed me a little bit more on it. more I thought about it, if I had to do anything – under. It would it would be Denver team total over, which I know is not an answer to the what? to the to the uh, team or to the game total. I, I will say I think this is going to tie in. So if I were leaning one direction, it would be under. But tell me why, because I think it ties in with the team total over for Denver. Oh, j- just because I mean it could turn. It, I think this could turn into a blowout tonight, right? So that's we'll, we'll bring them up one more time. It would be a faux Celtics win. How did the Celtics yes. always win? They won distinctly. They crushed their opponents, and their opponents didn't really score very well. And so they had a bunch of blowout victories that would end up going under the total because they were killing their opponents, uh, and then they would walk out because they would go over their team total, but their my their opponent would do nothing. I also think like you've got uh, there's there's like look these guys are of course used to playing on shorter rest than this but these guys also aren't playing these many minutes during the regular season as they are during the playoffs you do, we do have to keep in mind he just came off of a seven game series where those starters played nearly every minute of that game seven um i mean what what spoke finally pulled them out in what like the final minute or two of, of that of that game of game seven like they, these mm-hmm. guys i'm not saying that they, i'm not saying i'm expecting to see tired legs and stuff on the miami side of things tonight but if you get into a situation, it's not game seven, it's game one, right? So if you get into a situation where the Nuggets are up 20 in the fourth quarter, like Spo might be a little bit more uh, tempted to pull those guys out sooner than he mm-hmm. would later in the series, right? So that, that that does, I'm doing my thing where I point to my head so I don't forget something. Mm-hmm. So since we're talking about this, I wanted to bring this up really quickly. So it's a natural jumping off point. The Denver Nuggets, they lead a lot of categories in the postseason. One of the things that they lead the the postseason in that they have a distinct advantage in over the second place team, they are plus fourteen point seven per one hundred possessions in the fourth quarter at home in this mm-hmm. postseason. So, and it's and it's an angle we brought up going back to the Phoenix Sun series, which is Denver. We you know the Om Young Masuk uh, for uh, for excuse me, Om Young Masuk who uh, writes for ESPN 
had an article about the the uh, altitude in which they play, and you know, but qu- quoted right. a bunch of players. It's real, all that kind of stuff. But I, I think as betters, a lot of people are going to look at this, and this is why the market is so high today, right? You know, it's eight and a half, nine. People think the situation is terrible going up to altitude to play. But I would stress for anybody out there, if you believe in the altitude angle, more often than not, it is going to manifest itself in the second half as opposed to when the game begins. So because it is game one of the NBA finals and Eric Spolster is a good coach and the Heat are a well-coached team, I would not be surprised if the game script today, Kelly, was Heat first half, Denver second half. Mm -hmm. Because that second half is where you start to see the legs go because that's when the altitude takes place. That's when you start sucking wind. That's when the thin air starts to get you. That's when you start to feel the minutes of a seven-game series when you're in the fourth quarter and Denver's going up the court again and you're like, holy crap, like I got to get back here again. Like I think that's the angle to look at. Again, the best net rating in the fourth quarter at home this postseason, the Denver Nuggets, outscoring their opponents by 14.7 points per 100 possessions. The um, I think it's a great point. I think it's also for anybody who is bullish on Denver tonight, um, look, this is how I played the game. This is how I play a lot of, a lot of NBA games. I'm not going to tell you how you should spend your money. Um, you, you bet your money however you want. But this is, this is how I approach a lot of NBA games when I'm dealing with favorites like this. I laid the points. I laid them pretty heavily, aggressively when it first came out. This is a pretty big bet for me tonight on Denver. Uh, laid eight points. But JVT, I think you're, I think you're betting NBA wrong if you're, never, if you're never holding back at least one bullet or two to fire live because of the exact situation you just brought up. I, I do think there is a, there's a case to be made that this game could be very, that it could be tight or even Miami leading at the end of the first half. But like you said, I think it's a strong, strong advantage to Denver second half. So mm-hmm. whether you're looking Denver second half, Denver live, if they get behind, I, you, if you're betting this game tonight, I think you, you, you have to, if you're betting the Denver side tonight, you have to we'll go into this game still holding back a couple of those bullets for firing. Mm-hmm. Yep, and we'll see if that plays out. Uh, and, and that leads me to to really not getting involved pre-flop at this point. I mean, like I said, I, I'm chewing on the thought of maybe betting Miami first half, um, but that is not something that I've officially played because I do think when we look at this market, you know, we brought this up the other day. You see a nine-point spread for game one, but you see about a minus 425 money line price for the series. Something doesn't jive there. The spread for game one should either be lower or the money line price for the series should be higher. And I think the market is starting to climb on the series price. So we're starting to see the market shape itself up a little bit here. Yeah. But again, the Celtics were minus 550 favorites, laying the exact same number, had the same probability of winning that first game. Those probabilities are tied into the series price. Something's not off here or something's off here. And I, I think I would tend to lean to it being the market overvaluing the situation. Uh, for Miami and what they find themselves in. So we'll see if that's the case. But again, nothing strong pre-flop side or total. What What is interesting about that, though, is you're not, it's not at home, right? But like the Celtics were on the, or my, Miami was on the opposite end of this situation when they played the Celtics, right? Celtics yeah. coming at, off of seven games. It's, uh, you know, they were the ones coming off of seven, but they were playing at home in Boston. Yep. Uh, so it's interesting. I, I mean, just a couple reminders uh, for people. The, the Denver Nuggets have lost a total of seven times at home this entire season, right? Well, the postseason no, and regular never. season. Yeah. Yeah. Seven times. So not, not, yeah, not at all during the postseason, postseason. seven times during the regular season. One failed cover is what I was going to say at, at home this postseason. That's it. Is that what it is? One? Yeah, okay. One there you failed go. cover. So what are they? One are they... 
This from Raheem Palmer since 1988. Teams coming off a seven-game series, 33 and 53 straight up in game one in the following series, 36 and 49 in the series as a whole. Um, I look, I, you know me, JVT trends. I don't read into a lot. I think there is something with these with these situational spots in the NBA playoffs. I do so. I, I think I understand why the market's reacting that way. I think that they should. Um, Look, this is there's a lot there's a lot of cases to be made. I already talked about Jokic versus Bam. Um, we've brought this up a couple times. Denver, okay, what's the what, what's one of their biggest weaknesses? JVT, the transition defense, right? But the Heat don't exactly excel yeah. in, in transition, right? Like that that's something that needs to be stated. These are these are all the things where I just got a list of notes, and it's like I had to highlight all the ones where that were at least Miami positive because there were so little of them. You know, what I mean? it's the, mm-hmm. it's just so it's so overwhelming with. With what we're looking at from the Denver side, I, I mean, you're talking Denver best half court offense throughout the postseason. Like they've been effective in the half court. They don't need to get easy buckets. They can grind you out uh, difficult uh, in difficult ways. So this is, I you know, we talked about the Heat in their clutch time rating this whole year, right? Like six and three uh, in the playoffs with a plus thirty two net rating. It's insane. Denver seven and three, twelve point six though. Uh, regular season, Miami was second. We talked, we heard about that all during the regular season. Denver was third in, in that. Like they're right there. Like you already hit on with them at home. Like they're a great team themselves in that department. So I look, make the pro, make the pros with me for Miami. You've got the coaching advantage. I, I, th- I, I think I can say that too. I don't think it's a huge, a huge gap, but I think they got the coaching advantage. Jimmy Butler's a very, very special player. I don't think he's as, I don't think he's as valuable or as good as Nikola Jokic, but he is a very very special player. I'm not going to take away what he's done in this playoffs mm-hmm. from him. He's been incredible. He could, like we were talking about with that scoring prop, he could win a lot of games. He could win a couple games almost single handedly in this series. I'm not going to take that away from him. Uh, he had a very good team at allowing allowing the frequency of shot attempts around the rim. Fourth best in the league. Problem is, once teams get there, they score. So Nikola Jokic, if he's there, he's getting, he's going to be able to get his points. Um, again, can you you can look at it two ways: either teams have shot really poorly against the Heat, or the Heat are holding opponents to to really they're playing really great perimeter defense during this NBA playoffs because teams are not shooting well uh, from three against them. It's that's about all I can come up with, man. And right. I will get or the most definitive. Here's the most definitive. Evidence I have for why anybody could pull for the Miami Heat in this series, and it's I'm going to bring it back full circle to what I was raging about at the beginning of the show, is the Miami Heat have played the tougher schedule. The Nuggets, let's not let's not let's not downplay how how easy their road has been to the NBA Finals, like you were talking about. It's been difficult, but the Miami Heat has been right. more tougher. But like also- you had to get by the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. But I would say really quickly because I, I've, you know, obviously that's been part of the talking point. Um, why is that a benefit? You know what I mean? <laughs> just because they, like, so I'm trying to make any argument I can't, no, but, but, but they, I guess they've proven they can beat great teams. Sure, they can. They've proven they can beat great teams. I would come over the top and say, yeah, the Nuggets are better rested. Like they're ready yeah. to go. They ended their first series in five. They ended their their last series in four. They've played only fifteen or fifteen playoff games this entire way. Like they're 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 seeming like they're pretty good. So, and I would say because I, I got to go here in a couple of minutes. Like like everything, all of those points are true. I, I think that we're really stretching near the end of it to find the pros for Miami. I think that's why they're underdogs. In <laughs> that's this my series. point. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll I'll put the bow on it like this, Kelly. At the end of the day, even if I've taken lumps in like the Celtics series, whatever it is. 
I'm willing to just stand my ground and go, I want to be on the side of something I feel like I can trust. And if I'm coming in here and changing my stance and going, you know what, you know, unsustainable shooting be damned in multiple instances, the Heat are special, and I think they can do this, and then watch them go in the NBA Finals and clunk a bunch of three-point shots and not be able to win, you're going to be kicking yourself because there were a lot of indicators along the way that that could happen. So I'm just willing to stay this on the other side. Uh, Really quickly, before we get out of here, I want to note, um, to tie in, Jokic leading the points, uh, leading the series in scoring over 27 and a half points tonight would be something worth looking at. And then as we're talking about with Michael Porter Jr. over those three and a half point makes, I know you talked about it uh, and then looking uh, at him to lead the series in three point makes, but that's, uh, that's what I'm going to war with here. Get, you bet all those. So go over that way. Uh, so the bets, the bets actually made are um, minus one and a half games for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Jokic to lead the series in scoring. Michael Porter Jr. to lead the series in three point makes. And then I will, I'll probably bet Jokic over 27 and a half points tonight. I like it. I like it. I, I haven't done that yet either with Jokic. I might do that tonight. Again, I bet Michael Porter Jr. over his threes, two and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to have to lay about minus 145, 150. But yes, I would definitely, somebody asked me this earlier on Twitter. Yes, I would definitely rather play minus 150 on the two and a half than like plus 110 on the three and a half. Even though I think that could get home too, I would definitely rather play. Uh, the two and a half. Oh yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. threes can be so. I mean, the the variance obviously is still there. Um, so if you're if I'm ever making three points three pointers made bet, bets, I'd rather take the smaller number, lay the bigger juice. Um, that is, uh, I played that, and then I laid eight. I laid eight with Denver, and I will be happy to get in on them live. All right, before we get out of here, you said you had something. Did we, did we hit on what you wanted to? You said you wanted to rant about or something like uh, that. I just had. Well, I had one other thing that's non NBA finals related, where it's uh. We not make a big enough of a deal that Nick Nurse basically uh, picked Joel Embiid over Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like no, I know weird. that's a, really no, it's a really basic way of saying it, but that's essentially what happened, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe I don't know. I didn't see the money. Was he getting offered more money for Philly? Uh, I don't maybe. know. I don't know that um, either. But because I will say this really quickly, I, I I just I think of Nick Nurse as a dude who plays like five dudes a game and makes them play forty eight minutes and likes to run and get out in transition and like. Joel Embiid is going to be like walking up and down the court. He does it all right. the time. Like, I just don't, I, I felt like it wasn't a match. Like I felt Giannis was more of a match than. That's what than I thought Embiid. too. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, that's where, that's Weird. where I find this way. even more odd. That's why I find real, it odd. Real quick on this note too, because we're talking about head coaches. Uh, I love the higher Monty Williams. I think the Pistons have like a sneaky good core of young players yeah. led by Cade Cunningham. And Monty Williams is a damn good coach. And I actually really like that. So good for the Pistons for Me shelling too. out the money. It, and, yeah, going and, you, and that's another one where people can talk about, hey, that's all money. I no, man. I think Monty Williams knows he can have some he could have something special there for a long time in Detroit. Yep. Like that, that's a lot of talented young players that are on that roster. All right. I got a skedaddle. I gotta get ready and do uh, sharp money. So how about Big that? Big time. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get done. Uh like, rate, review, subscribe, check out everything we have to offer up on the website of ESA.com, and we will talk to you tomorrow here on Hardwood Handicappers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.